Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are dealing with Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. I'm Kestra Dorowski. And today we are joined by Robin, Izzy, and Juliet. I think it's our first... Um, our first Child? Yeah, you know, multi-generational family yes. um, dynamic. <laughs> or it might be. We started recording this three years ago, guys. I cannot remember <laughs> everyone that we've had on. <laughs> But welcome, oh, we thank guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on your show. And I'm the dad, and these are my two daughters. Hi. Hi, Izzy. They, Hi. These are perfect minutes to have a father-daughter dynamic yes. present to, to discuss what's going on. I mean... Bring us back from Moana minute. <laughs> um, I'm very much, uh, very much as overprotective as uh, King Triton is. <laughs> and, and Robin, you are a Movies by Minutes host yourself. Yeah, uh, I currently do the Karate Kid Minute, and I've done in the past uh, Fright Night Minute. Uh, I had to explain to my children uh, the uh, concept of uh, Movies by Minutes podcasting, and I'm not too sure uh, if they completely got it, but uh, (laughs) we're going to do our best here today talking about, they're they're like, what, it's like one minute we're talking, just one minute of the movie? Do we talk for one minute? No, no, it's for one minute. Oh, that's <laughs> Juliet. Oh, 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 sorry. Izzy, Izzy gets it. I'm pretty she, sure she gets it. 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 it is. It's also hard for adults to to comprehend because <laughs> I've tried to mention it to some family members and they just, they don't get it. Yep. <laughs> well, I don't think my wife's gotten it yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> the minutes that we are, or the minute that we are discussing today is minute 71 which begins with max the dog barking at ariel quite happily he like he's so satisfied he's like it's coming together it's coming together i've known about this the whole time <laughs> yeah he's uh, not like he's not like get out of here what are you doing no he's, no. he's like okay i know her it's the it's the mermaid t- like, trying to tell you everything's Eric. good now um and it it ends with ursula laughing as king triton attempts to destroy the contract um wow. this minute of the of the little mermaid overall um contains the sun setting on the third day and ariel turning back into a mermaid ursula turns into her uh Kaysalian form we're not sure how to pronounce that word oh, Cecilia, wow. Cecilia. know that word um yep it's it's mermaid it's octopus half, half half uh human half octopus or squid um, it is up for debate yeah. And then uh, at the end of the minute, King Triton is trying to stop Ursula from taking Ariel per the contracted agreement. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are those are the big beats of this minute. You guys are the guests. So what do you want to talk about? Well, the first thing in, in my notes is uh, we were kind of pleased to see that we got the minute right after Ariel gets her voice back. Isn't that the greatest, guys? Uh, yeah. yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it, one thing about this movie that's been kind of uh, criticized from mostly adults is the fact like, oh, they take the they take the woman's voice away and then she has to get the man's permission to get get to get her voice back. That's the whole thrust <laughs> of the movie. But I, I try not to think of it as a deep those deep terms. I it's just a it's a happy thing when finally, uh, you know, Vanessa, who's been walking around pretending to have Ariel's voice. Uh, gets, uh, Ursula, Dad. Well, I mean, I know it's Ursula. In, in human form, it's Vanessa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Um, and I think, I think like criticizing the criticism of that, that narrative is totally fair because it's very understandable, right? The idea of um, a woman not having the opportunity to express herself and speak effectively and communicate effectively, like that's a super real, real concern because women are often not given the opportunity to speak in a lot of situations or interrupted a lot. Right. But one thing that I think is interesting in how they've done it in this movie and it kind of like it it's a it's a valid counter to that criticism is like her voice was taken by another woman. Right. Yeah. Like the dominating figure is a woman. And she but she but Ursula tells her to use her body language, like don't use your voice, because one, I'm I'm gonna take it, but also like just be the woman that humans want and desire. And as speaking as a female myself, I I have felt in the past what Andrew was talking about, not from Andrew, but from other men uh, being like overspoken, not feeling like I could use my voice very much. So I have felt like my voice has been taken from me, which is hard being a musician who focuses on voice and also a podcaster who (laughs) uses their voice specifically. Um, so yeah, it is it is hard and you see that a lot in pop culture and it's a really great moment to have Ariel get her voice back and and be able to to speak and and try and and be herself more. And how creepy is it in this movie with I mean Jodie Benson, I mean I sing the praises of her night and day. Doing the voice of Vanessa, <laughs> getting to play that part. Uh, so just hearing almost like an evil Ariel. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a really great effect um, yeah. to, to have her voice still present. She's one of the only people who has voiced a Disney princess and a Disney villain. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, with Ursula using Ariel's voice, which is Jodie Benson, you then get in this moment or in this minute where she speaks for the first time without Ariel's voice in Vanessa's in Vanessa's form. And she like covers her mouth and she's, she's so scared. She's like, okay, what, what now? Like, Oh, I don't have the voice anymore. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I, I think that's really interesting to show like, Vanessa is getting so frazzled, like she's losing ground in all of this. Mm-hmm. And um, the moment of Ariel getting her voice back is so triumphant. Yes. And I think that's really interesting to see, even though the actual like objectives of the individuals was not based around the voice. Like Ariel's so triumphant getting her voice back, even as she is about to lose the bargain. Yeah. Right. Like the time is going to expire. And Ursula is like, she lost the voice and she's upset about that, even though she's about to win the bargain. And how creepy is it? You know, she she goes, Eric, no. <laughs> and then she's like, uh, uh, get away from her, Eric, or something. And I'm just like, oh, how weird, how creepy is it? This Ursula sounding so familiar with our hero, one of our heroes, uh, Prince Eric, you know? Uh, yeah. Like the, just the fact that, yeah, I guess they did have a sort of relationship going. <laughs> yeah. And she, she calls him lover boy later yeah. on in this minute. Oh, boy. Um, with, with Ursula being so frazzled, like we were talking about a, m- a moment ago, um, I didn't think about it until just now, but the look she has with as she's being 
like so frazzled and and like she looks crazy. Like her hair's getting frizzy. Her that's hair's the, getting that's the frizzy thing that really and everything stands out. It reminds me, and I don't know if you guys have seen Avatar: The Last Airbender, but in the final season, so possible spoilers. Uh, <laughs> there's a moment when Prince Zuko's sister Azula has is is losing control and getting all crazy, and her hair goes like berserk in her face she's yeah. just like so crazy and it just the moment that like the comparison between the two i think is very it, it's there i uh we we did watch avatar uh to get i don't know how well how much they remember it i i know it's on netflix now okay. i i was reminded of uh of like uh in these kids are definitely not going to get it but uh like bride of dracula <laughs> <laughs> what is that you don't need to <laughs> you don't need to worry about it too much. I feel like, I feel like it. Oh, <laughs> but uh yeah. Oh, uh I did write a list of my favorite Disney animated dogs. I don't know if you guys have uh, oh, done oh, this. Oh, we'd love Max to hear. Definitely yeah. up there. Um, Max is a good dog. Max is such a good dog. Mm-hmm. I like Lady. Lady, you like Lady? Oh yeah. Definitely a Tramp too. Uh Tramp. Yep. Uh, yeah, she's looking at my list right now. <laughs> <laughs> lady, a tramp in this house. Oh, yeah. And pretty much like every lady, tramp, jock, trusty, uh, peg, uh, the prison dog there. <laughs> All great. Oh, yeah. Julia, are there, are there any Disney dogs that you love? <laughs> lady and the Tramp, Max. Uh, how, old are you? how old are you, Julia? I'm six. Six, okay. Almost seven. So our youngest... Uh, MX Emmer, I'm assuming. Have, have you guys watched uh, 101 Dalmatians? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the next film we'll be covering. So yeah, there's a lot of dogs in that. That's We're going to be talking about so many dogs. Call us back. Uh, yeah. Call us. Ponco, Patch, and Perdita are definitely on my list. I, I can't even remember their name. No, lots of spots. <laughs> huh? yeah. yeah. One of them is actually named Spots. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Oh, well, they actually are. Uh, I love uh, uh, Nana from Peter Pan. That was another one on the list. And uh, oh yeah, he's so cute. And uh, Pluto, of course. And uh, does Stitch count? Um, <laughs> Sometimes he counts. Like it depends on the person you talk to. Sometimes people t- count him as a dog because he was he was adopted as a dog. Some people adopt him, or some people consider him to be like a an, cat because of his an alien or an alien. Yes, <laughs> oh, so it, just, it depends on like who you talk to. <laughs> the only other one on my list is Doug from Up because gosh, you gotta love Doug. What? That's that's a pretty solid yeah. dog. Dogs are pretty pretty essential to to Disney. Yeah, yeah. So when so um in in the minute right, Ursula is like taking back control over the situation because the sun sets and Ariel turns into a mermaid, and then Ursula has lightning magic, right? Yeah, like she calls down lightning to transform, and then she like uh, does. It, she just breaks out of the form yeah. or does she just is she suddenly transformed into ursula and then breaks out of the dress i think it's primarily breaking the dress form okay like not she's not like ripping vanessa's skin that would be super <laughs> gross i couldn't tell I, I really could not tell but it's she's so tearing the 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 wedding dress yeah it's so scary when she was whips out and turns into an octopus that's just 
so scary mm-hmm. and like so magic. Julia yeah. just watched yeah. the movie over and over again. I remember the whole thing. In this part, she would run in a room and she would hide. Yeah. And, and then mom would tell her, okay, it's over now. It's happy. And it was <laughs> like, and she watched it over and over again. And I. Especially <laughs> these later minutes we're not here for. But yeah. I locked yeah. myself in a room for like. Ariel is my favorite Disney princess. Oh, she did the same thing with with Hercules, too. And she always will be. (laughs) She's a very good Disney princess. She is a very good Disney princess. One of the most famous Disney princesses. Um, I think one of the things that makes Ursula so scary in this moment, like the way that they are really conveying that she is in control and frightening, is they make her so big in the screen, right? The camera angle is so low, so she's so huge. And they have a fisheye effect, which makes me think um, that this was probably one of the only moments in the film that they used the CAPS uh, system. The digital effect. The digital effect. Computer-assisted something. Yeah, but the the people aren't. It's just really the the wedding scene background that yeah. that's really fisheye and as she's crawling across the yeah. the doing with the hands is so it aggressive is, uh, it's so yeah it, like it really shows what like the difference between a sicilian being in water versus a sicilian being on land i don't think she can really use her legs as she can't stay yeah, up can that's true like she's able to stand sit on the edge of the ship Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she can't like walk. I don't think. Yeah. So she kind of like, right. she maybe has bones down to the hip area and then it's all tentacles. And so mm-hmm. she can't like support upright and stand mm-hmm. as tall as a human. Yeah. It's sort of like, like Ariel collapses too. Um, as soon as she is a mermaid, she can't be upright with Eric. But, um, she looks so, so much smaller. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she's just being she's just being on the ground. Even though I'm sure her tail is a lot longer. Yeah. She's just she is so much smaller because she can't she doesn't have the ability to hold herself up. And the same for Ursula. Like it's interesting how they animated it because she's probably so much bigger like like Ariel and Ursula are bigger than humans, you know, mm-hmm. lengthwise and, and everything. But when they're out of their element it's hard for them to like maintain the appropriate posture. And so they seem weaker. Yeah. 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 Did, is Ariel in some sort of pain once that sun goes down? It just looks a little bit like she's like, ah. <laughs> I, think, I think she might be. I mean, it, it happens so suddenly. Yeah. Uh, but in the, in the original fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen, uh, it, when she turns into a human, it's it's really painful, and so I that he talks about how it feels like she's like walking on like shards of glass with each step, and it and like it mm. split her tail open, like it was really painful oh for gosh. the Little Mermaid. It's creepy stuff, but yeah. um, and so I I imagine that having your legs turn back into a mermaid uh, to a fishtail is also painful, especially yeah. with how quickly it happens. Mm-hmm. It seems... Also, she's probably really sad because she was so close to getting that kiss. Yeah. They what definitely animate... But, what are you saying, honey? But Ursula's nails are so pretty. Ursula's nails are pretty? Yeah. I know, and she's just put them on the floor and she's ruining them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I 
Yeah. I'm, I'm, just gonna gonna ruin ruin I'm just gonna ruin this fresh manicure I got from the palace about one one twenty bucks. Okay. <laughs> ruin. It's probably it's probably magic. Yeah. Magically magic protected. Magic the magic of animation keeps your manicure alive. <laughs> um I don't know if Ariel is like definitely in pain as she transforms, but there's definitely like a shock. And so maybe it's just the shock of like, Oh, gills yeah. are back. Breathing's weird now. Yeah. But she's That's been able to breathe out of water before. We don't yeah. know how, like to what degree we've talked about but it. She, she's sitting on a rock and being able to look out. Yeah. But like, we don't know to what degree she's okay. able to like keep breathing. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming. Part Maybe. of her has to like be kept wet. Wet. Yeah, like like when they transport dolphins, they got to keep pouring water over them. Yeah. Um, but also like maybe her scales are cold, and so it's like her. It's, she just got like an ice bath on her oh, legs, gosh. and that's the face she's making. She's like, Ugh. maybe. Yeah. Does she got an ice cream headache or something? Oh. <laughs> Should we get into the water now? Oh, I, I should one, we one, one dive more thing in? I wanted to. <laughs> I did not want to trample on that joke. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it. Um, uh, one thing that I actually have my screen paused on um, is the reaction shot to Ursula transforming. And I love that everybody is horrified except for this little blonde page boy who's just kind of like looking curiously like, what's going on over here? I, <laughs> and yeah. else like, ah, and we don't see boy. him anywhere else. Yeah, These background characters like, are very right. limited. Yes. It's just like the adults aren't ready for this, but children have read fictional books about this actually happening, so they're more prepared for it. That's right. Izzy told me last night that, you know, mermaids have not been proven to not be real yet, so. It's scientifically. And unicorns. The same with unicorns. Oh, yes. Same with unicorns. Yes, my favorite. (laughs) Okay, sorry. We'll we'll dive in with you now. Let's dive into into the the water. water. The the way Ursula moves in the water does make me like suspicious. Like, okay, but like, what is her bone structure? Like, does she even we, have bones up top? We will see a skeleton of her oh, later on. Later on, not yeah. in these minutes not, that we have them on, but at the end of this okay. week. So you guys won't be guessing on the on the minutes where we see her skeletal structure. Oh, yes. uh, unfortunately, you'll have to wait for the podcast to come out to hear the answers. <laughs> and with the bones, I feel like the tree, they must have teeny bones if they're able to swim and move because you obviously need bones to move your body. They must yeah, have for, for, for her arms and her skull and everything. Um, yes. with, with her moving in the water, how far down did they go? Probably. To the bottom. Oh yeah, it's the way bottom. Because it's it's not it's not super clear. Also, Eric has to swim after them, mm-hmm. and also, where did Flotsam and Jetsam come from? They're, They're suddenly around. there. They are suddenly yeah. there. I don't yeah. feel like that. Animation like, magic. Yeah, like not- they're. He's getting there. It's like I don't have a problem. How did they get to the to the to the lagoon before? How did they get anywhere? We talked about that. We don't know. They've been in a lot of places. They, obviously, they swim. That's it seems like this is all. This all takes place maybe like 10, 15 feet down. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's like very it's far. Gotta, it's got to be a bit more than which that. is probably <laughs> like I don't think King Triton really comes that far up out of the and. Uh, of, uh, that far up of, of in the ocean, but yeah. so like we know ever. 
we know Ursula's lair is not that far away from the shore because Ariel was able to swim there after she turned human with some help. Um, and later on, we might see, you know, some evidence that they are close to to Ursula's lair. But mm-hmm. but that's like farther out. And we don't know exactly how far the barge was from shore. So it's like, I mean, we're not talking miles, probably, but we're definitely talking like yeah, hundreds of yards, at least out from shore. And I don't honestly, I have no idea where things certain things start happening in the ocean. Like, I don't know where it gets deep. I don't know it, it, how suddenly it gets deep. It also gets dark. Mm-hmm. But the scroll is is causing the light is causing a very like ominous glow. It's really cool. It's the, a really cool the, glow. The but golden it's just like, glow. Oh goodness! There's a lot of glow. Like you can tell that it's dark down mm-hmm. because of the glow, and they did a really good job making sure that glow was glowing and like <laughs> like reflecting off everybody's um, figures. Yeah, um, yeah the. Let's see. Oh, I love that. I love that when we go when they're when they're swimming down down in the water, uh, we have a a, a fish pun, uh, an underwater pun interrupted by uh, by King Triton when Ursula's like, "It's not you I'm after. I've got a a much bigger fish." <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Gosh, here we go. <laughs> I kind of like that they interrupt it. It's like, okay, we don't really need that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and I think uh, my next note is uh, I I just love the quick the the Triton showing up and then we pan down to Sebastian. He's like, hmm. yeah, he's like, all right, I did what I needed to do. Yeah, now you're in trouble. Out of danger. So see ya. Just like around, She's like, well, that's what you get for messing around with my family. I get the king. I bring him to where he needs to be. Okay, now I'm gonna leave. He stays though. He, he, he stays, but he's like, he's like, I he did my job, it. and this is what's gonna happen, right? And like, yeah, and, and he had the choice to stay or go, and I'm surprised he said to stay because <laughs> he's a tiny crab. He could easily get pulled. He could scuttle away. Oh, he could easily. He could go hiding under a rock for his sake. <laughs> But he wants to make sure that everything's going to be okay. Like, he's invested in this. He's concerned. Even though he's small, he wants to, like, be there and be supportive and try to help if he can. Which he does help later on. Yes. Right. Small things um, do good things. That. That is a good way to put it. Yes. <laughs> yes. As my um, first grade teacher always taught me. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> and, then, and then Triton is like ready to handle the situation and he tries to destroy the contract. Zero respect for contractual law. That was my last <laughs> note for this minute. Just I'm, no. Oh, contract. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how it works in movies. Like if you tear up or destroy the paper contract, <laughs> then yeah. nothing. No, like you, you can't prove anything. Like it's, it's weird because at a certain point you realize it's like, okay, like this copy of the paper contract is representative of like our actual agreement. It's to make sure that we actually stick to it. Destroying the paper copy does not destroy the fact that we agreed to do something. I mean, well, I had Ursula lives underwater, so I'm not sure if she can store it in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had I had minutes uh, about the contract uh, for tomorrow. Or yeah. no, minutes notes about the contract for tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk more but, about it tomorrow. But um, I I'll just bring it up now. I mean, she says that the contract is legal, legally binding. <laughs> like yes. it, I think I think King Triton probably thought. Oh, it's the sea witch. She's doesn't really have anything. But what counts as legal? I don't know. We don't know I, enough I, about I, the judiciary I, system I in Atlanta. True. I don't. I have no idea. Was it notarized? I don't see <laughs> exactly. a stamp. No stamp. No notary. No. No. No deal. Sorry. Just signs and words. Also, I hereby grant unto Ursula, the witch of the sea, one voice. Lots of little type. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> the small, the small print. For all eternity, signed material. Very neat. Yes. I mean, all and- the all the small print has to do with like the deal about the three sunsets and kissing and turning into a sure. human and what happens if, like, honestly, it's weird that the contract focuses so much on the voice because that's not really what the deal is all about. The voice was payment. And and I'll- so I grant one voice in payment for all this other stuff. And if this doesn't work out, then she gets to turn me into a, a, a little soul slug. And I what they're called. This. that's what I've been calling them. They're called polyps, but yeah. So all the small print is like the actual substance and the voice is just the payment. Yeah. And I'll talk more about this when Triton changes the contract tomorrow. Because I think it still says one voice. Does I, it? it? It changes? It changes. <gasps> it does? Yeah. But this contract still sa- it, it still says the same thing that we see in Poor Unfortunate Souls. Because Poor Unfortunate Souls, it does say one voice, too. Okay. So, so but it, it stays the same from it, there to there. So but when, says, once Triton changes it, then it changes. It's it's very confusing. But, but I'll talk about it tomorrow. But you can see it be different on screen? Yeah. <gasps> I was looking and I didn't um, see anything. Well, I'm excited for tomorrow now. Yes. All right. My last note for today is, and this will carry on throughout the rest of the week, the ending of this film was supposed to be different and the battle was supposed to be different starting here. So when Ursula has her grip on Ariel's wrist, Mm -hmm. Ariel was supposed to originally get, get release herself from the grip and then Flotsam and Jessam was going to capture her. um, And, and be able to, to capture her and keep her, keep her still. Mm -hmm. And then I'll talk more about other stuff. Later okay. On. Alternate version. More yep. to come. Yep. Do you guys have anything else that you want to say about today's minute? No, no. I think Juliet? we covered all my notes. Juliet, you got anything to say? No. You want to okay. say anything, Josie? Oh, you want to sing this? Never. <laughs> I tried to getting her, trying to get her to sing, which you all. When she was little, <laughs> she sung "Poor Fashion of Souls" too many times. I all the, all the way that. through. She sounds. Well, maybe she'll be up to it tomorrow. Okay. Oh, it's possible she will be. She's a little tongue tied right now, so. It's never going to be possible. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listeners. For today, that's all we have. We are part of Dueling Genre, and you can find us and many other podcasts at duelinggenre.com. There you can also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all of the Dueling Genre productions. We're on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute. 
on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. And our guest, where can you be found? Uh, Julia and Isabel can both be found at my house. And at that house, I record Karate Kid Minute and Fright Night Minute, which are uh, obviously based on those films. And uh, if you're interested in seeing those uh, or listening to those, those are out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find uh, podcasts. Um, and uh, yeah, appreciate you having us on today. Oh, absolutely. And we'll have you back for tomorrow for more discussion. Uh, Yay! <laughs> I, I do like to regularly thank Star Wars Minute for getting the Movies by Minutes popularized and, and moving along and kind of guiding the entire movement. And we want to thank uh, Nick English for our cover artwork and Scott Tofty for our theme music. Until next time, listeners, thank you for making us part of your world.